Once the podcast that you like the Disney news and views. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. We're a UK podcast, please don't hold that against me. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. After Dark, After Dark. This show is Diz After Dark. So tell your friends about it, say it loud and say it proud. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. Hello and welcome to this episode of Discover Deal. No, no, that's the wrong one. No. Uh, Univer, no. Diz After Dark, that's the one. Um, yeah, far, far too many podcasts. Um, I'm Nick, as you already are bored of my voice, and I'm joined on this very special episode by P-Dubs himself. Listen to this podcast, you will. Ah, now that gives you a little clue. Well, I mean, that gives you a little clue, but I'm sure you've seen the episode title and downloaded it. So you probably know what this episode's going to be about. But um, Galaxy's Edge has now officially opened in Disneyland as of, well, officially yesterday, as we recalled it. Was it the the 31st of Thursday? Yeah. No, officially it was today. I think they had, it was still a press day yesterday. Right. Because it kind of kicked off on Wednesday, didn't it? Yeah. That was the kind of uh, big PR stunt that they did, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, And yeah, I mean, I've seen pictures from people in the parts today and it is, as you would imagine, absolute bedlam. Um, Yeah. As much as I do want to go here, and I do want to go here, um, I can think of nothing worse than what I've seen today. No. Uh, I think... I think the outside area seemed to have been a bit of a nightmare. The ride itself, um, not quite as bad as I think people were expecting. Uh, not 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 that bad. I saw forty five minute queues. Yeah, the ride is currently sitting at a thirty minute wait. Jeez, which is which is pretty incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know how many people are in that part today. In in that part of the part today. Um, yeah. But that's that's pretty incredible. Although it could just be because people can't actually get to the ride. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think they've done a really actually stand-up job of, of sorting this and having people only in there for three hours at a time. Yes. Yeah, I suppose that's that uh, And well. clearing out. And when they open the next section up, the queue time goes up. And as it slowly gets towards the end of it, it slows down. I've seen it at five minute waits at times today. Wow. Um, so it's it definitely works. It seems people are going to the ride first as soon as they get in there, which you'd expect. Um, and then slowly filtering out around the rest of the park. Yeah. So look, let, let's start as we to go on, um, only because I'm really hot. So uh, PW, you drinking anything? I am. I have got a can of raspberry pepsi max oh and i love it it's my favorite of all of them okay i I get through at least three bottles three of the the 500 ml bottles during the week and then buy an eight pack at the weekend (laughs) you know how to party my friend 
Yep. Oh, I'm going to have to try some of that stuff now. Um, I haven't got that. I have got... Oh, God. I can't open the ring pull. There we go. I've got a nice, very cold can of Coors Light because um, it's really hot in my house today. It's been really hot <laughs> it's outside. It's been horrible. Yeah, yeah. Very humid. I went for a run at lunchtime and it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like hot weather. <laughs> oh, that almost went down the wrong <laughs> hole. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been very what we in the UK refer to as muggy today. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, not not being stuck in front of my computer for eight hours was, was not what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. And I could have the fan on either. That was the other thing. Because normally, at least if I'm indoors, I have the fan on. But I was on, I was uh, on on calls a lot today, and I use a microphone which picks up wind quite a lot from fans. So <laughs> I couldn't even do that. It's oh, first world problems. But we're not yeah. talking about first world problems on this show. No. We're talking about problems off world on an off world. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. So I, I think you alerted me to Wednesday's events. I think you was the first person that mentioned it to me. Um, So do you want to tell the listeners what happened? So, yeah. um, I think it had been quite well known amongst press that there was was something going on on Wednesday. Um, It wasn't until I got up the next morning and actually saw what had happened. So obviously that's only a couple of hours after it happened on, on our time. Um, so I got up, I think I was up about quarter past six, um, Thursday morning and just flicking through as you do and started seeing some pictures and I thought, Oh, that's interesting. And then I saw the, the picture of, um, who had been part of the, the press event. Um, and then saw the crowd, um, and just a, an absolutely amazing sight to see the land all, all there in front of you. Yeah. I mean, did we have, cause we talked about on this after dark recently, the photo that Bob Iger put out on, on social media, which is him, JJ Abrams, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, and not George Lucas. No, the other one. Yeah. And and people were kind of like, ooh, you know, surely they've got George Lucas to to come and see this. And I don't really, you know, obviously because once he sold Lucasfilm and, you know, Disney kind of took ownership of Star Wars and everything like that, he's he's been very quiet. He's not been involved in these new uh, films, to our knowledge. No. Um, we do know that he had been working on uh, the final trilogy of films before he sold Lucasfilm. Yeah. Um, of course, it being George yeah. Lucas, there was no guarantee those films were ever going to see the light of day. But he was certainly, you know, writing the stories for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of people over the years have been uh, annoyed with the direction and the decisions that Disney have made. Well, Lucasfilm have made with regards to Star Wars without involving George Lucas. So I was quite shocked that he was there for the opening. Yeah, he was. Um, seemed really enthused by it as well. 
oh, which good. was was great to see. He, he definitely seemed like he was like, my God, when we did Star Tours and how much of a pain that was mm. back then to be able to do that, to, to then be able to see what they've done now. I think he was, he was quite taken aback by it, I think. And it's not hard. Oh, actually, just, just before we say that, um, so it wasn't just George Lucas. George Lucas was obviously there. Bob Iger was there. Uh, Billy Dee Williams was there. Mark Hamill yeah. was there. And Harrison Ford was there. Yes. As well. No Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Well, he might have been no. there, but he might have been serving canapes or something. <laughs> but he's not, apparently not very gone nice. To see, gone to see his, no, he'd gone to see his mate Rex. <laughs> Uh, who is who is obviously in the land as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, to see them there, you know, is obviously as a Star Wars fan, is is the kind of thing you want to see. Um, it was really yeah. nice to have them all together. It was nice to see Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in their older forms together because we yeah. obviously didn't see that in the film. Um, and I think what I mean, look, they've been working on this obviously for for quite a while now. This isn't an overnight thing. And the one thing that I've I've always said to people about uh, Universal of, of late, um, and, and especially, obviously, in regards to the work they've done with the, the wizarding world of, of Harry Potter, is when you walk in those, those two lands is how incredible it is. How yeah. much... I mean... I remember walking into Hogsmeade for the first the first time and I thought I'd walked onto a film set. Well yeah. not even a film set, I thought I'd actually walked into the film. Yeah. You know. Just just yeah, definitely. incredible detail everywhere. Um you felt fully immersed and you felt like you was fully in that world. And Diagon Alley was exactly the same. Um when I first walked into it and I'd forgotten it was even there. Um <laughs> Yeah. When I first walked into Diagon Alley, like my jaw just dropped. It was just incredible. And neither of us have seen Pandora. No. And I know they've done quite a good job with Pandora, but let's be completely honest about it. It's Pandora. Yeah, exactly. That's... You don't have you really don't have a connection to it. No, Nobody it's one film. That... It's one yeah. film. So far. I mean, I know obviously we know the the sequels are incoming and everything, but yeah. when Pandora first opened, it was a land based on a, uh, what, eight-year-old film at that time? Yeah. So I think, yeah, it must be because Pandora, um, Avatar's 10 years old this year. Um, so that that's one thing for me that Disney kind of lacked, really, for a long time. Yeah. Is, I mean, look, I mean, they've not really had uh, a project to, to do that with. You know, their lands no, are lands, but... Yeah, that's their thing. They've never, they've never really focused in on one, one thing at a time. They've got, kind of their lands are made up of, of different franchises and and different rides that isn't based on just one thing. So this was really their first attempt at doing something like this, other than obviously, as we say, Pandora. Well, I mean, but was... that was on a much smaller smaller scale compared to this. Yeah, I mean, they, you could argue they, they tried to do similar with with toy story land um yeah but we'd already seen that obviously in disneyland paris and in hong kong yeah and what they've done with the the one in hollywood studios is is very similar and to be honest 
they're, they're not really based in. I mean, they are based in that world, but what I mean is, is that they create like this kind of garden where you're shrunk down. It doesn't yeah. really scream Toy Story. The characters in it scream Toy no. Story, but the actual land itself, it's not like, oh, that's the bit from a film or something. It's yeah. It doesn't have that same effect that, um, no. you know, Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley have. And the thing that I got when I saw the first footage from, because um, people started filming things yesterday because that's when they started having the press days and stuff, it's just, I, I was blown away. Yeah, even just watching it on video, mm. you kind of get the same feeling that you do walking into to the Wizarding World. Yeah. And actually being there. So what it's going to feel like when you actually walk into that land, really, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I just think I'll cry. Yeah. I, I really do. And, and I mean, you know, we have been looking forward to this, you know, we're Star Wars fans and, and, and everything like that, but there was that kind of trepidation of what's it going to be like and, you know, is it going to live up to expectations? And I mean, obviously the jury's still out. This land is, has not even been open fully to people for 24 hours yet. But the fact is, when you look at what they've done and when you look at what they've created, it feels like it could have been a part of a Star Wars film. Yeah. That's that's the yeah, takeaway no. I've I've had from it so far. Yeah, definitely. I you can easily see that fitting into to anything that they've done Star Wars related. Uh, be it the the prequel trilogy, the, the original trilogy or or this new trilogy and even the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's it definitely feels like it could be in any of those. Yeah. At any point. Yeah, because this this world or, or, or Galaxy's Edge, it's uh, is it Baku? Is that how you pronounce it? Batu. Batu. Oh yeah, yeah. Baku. Baku's where the um, the Champions League final's taking place. Because I joked yeah. about that sounds like a Star Wars planet. Um, <laughs> so this is this this land is set in the new series of films. It is, yeah, essentially. Um, you will make characters from from the current trilogy. Okay, so because I hadn't seen anyone so far. Yes, you will see Kylo Ren. Okay, and you will see Ray. Good. Um, their mates have been moved to the new land from from where they were originally in Launch Bay. Um, so Kylo Ren kind of makes an appearance similar to what Captain Phasma does. Um. He comes out and walks through the land to his, his meet and greet. Um, as far as I know, they've not confirmed with the meet and greet. I don't think they've kind of started them at the moment, but he has been seen wandering around. Okay. That's good. That's good. And, you know, the one thing that we you know we've talked about, I think others have, have also discussed, is the fact that, um, you know, th- this is open now. There's only one attraction open at the moment. There is going to be a second attraction, um, but when you when you hear land, you do hope for more than, yeah. than two attractions. So yeah. I think you know that is still a little disappointing um, that we've only got the two, and obviously only one working at the moment. Um, yeah. But 
I think it's what else they've done in the land is what's going to make it really kind of stand out. Yeah, and it, it is a fully ex- expanded world. It's it's not just your usual. You walk in, there's a there's a ride, uh, a shop, and a restaurant. This this is like a fully interactive world, from what I can see. Well, I, I suppose really when you just thinking now a little bit about you know how much I was bigging up Hogsmeade and that, but when Hogsmeade opened up, there was three attractions. And you had like things like Ollivanders and you know shots in the film and, and things like that. So you you kind of yeah. you still had that, but um yeah, this is this is definitely Disney's attempt at what they could have had had they actually outbid Universal to to get the Potter yeah. franchise initially. Um yeah. so this is this is their attempt at doing it. And I mean so far it you know, it, it looks like they've they've done a sterling job. Um yeah definitely and um, just and there's so much to go through it's just it's ridiculous when you when they you've actually they've talked about it before and you've you've gone through it and they've mentioned this and that and you think oh that that'll be nice and then once you actually see it in full working order it's like oh my god where do i even look yeah I mean, another thing that's stood out from the footage that I've seen so far um, with the with the actual ride there, Smuggler's Run, uh, two things. First of all is uh, the animatronic of Hondo. Yeah. He's a character I'm not familiar with because I haven't watched um, Clone Wars or much of Rebels. I know that he's a you know quite a big part of those and they are things that I am determined to actually get around and, and watch. Um, but... That's in the the kind of pre-show to the attraction, yeah. and we've seen it. We saw it demoed before. Yeah. Um, we saw the footage of it a few months ago when they were showing it off, and you know it it, it just looks great. Yeah, it really does look yeah. great. And another thing I've kind of gleaned from from listening to other well watching videos of it is there's actually also a live action version on a screen. Oh. Um, so he's actually live action for the first time as well. Wow. Okay. So that's that's going to be interesting. I've not seen it. I've not looked. Honestly, I've not looked at anything to do with the ride. I've kind of steered away from it um, just because I don't really want to to spoil it before I go. When we're only a few months out from possibly stepping foot in the land, I've kind of gone, do you know what? I can avoid that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm led to believe there's a live action version. Wow, okay. I saw, um, I've seen some bits from the ride. I've seen people actually doing the attraction. And I've seen some of the, uh, I don't know whether you want to call it holding area or, you know, queue to get on the attraction. But, you know, you are on the Millennium Falcon and you are on the Millennium Falcon. You know, without going into, um, you know, if the chessboard is the right size or if the seats are the right material or anything like yeah. that, it looks like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, I've, so I've been really impressed. A little note that I I can't remember where I got it from. It might have been from Jim Hill. Um, but originally wow. they had planned... They originally planned to have Chewbacca on the Millennium Falcon as you queued. Right. So you could have a photo with him while you were queuing, but they said it actually caused 
bigger queues. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me because I remember the the first time going on Forbidden Journey and bearing in mind we first went there. I think didn't we go at the same time before we knew each other? We were, roughly yeah, around we were the same very, time. Yeah, it was within about six months of each other, I think. I don't think it was, I think it might have been six weeks. Yeah. We were there in like the September time, I think. Yeah, and we went November. Oh, there you go, yeah. And um and and queuing up to get into uh Hogwarts to go on Forbidden Journey. And the queue was like well over an hour to get in. It was very hot. And once you got in, you realised why. Because, excuse me, what a lot of people were doing is uh, they were stopping to take photos of everything. Or they were watching uh, the portraits. Because there was so much in the queue to actually see. Yeah. And it was like, do I walk past these people? Do I stand, you know, do I wait for them to take their pictures so they can carry on? Like, what's the etiquette here? Um, And so, yes, I think that is the problem sometimes, that if you've got too many things like that to distract you in the queue, that it will lead to the actual experience being a lot longer than it's intended to be. And therefore the ride keeps going up uh, dramatically as well. Yeah. So I can completely understand why they they decided against it. Um, It would have been a nice touch. uh, Talking of the the opening ceremony, Chewbacca was actually on the Millennium Falcon (laughs) during the opening ceremony. He sat sat up in in the cockpit and you could see him. Um, trying to start the engines on it, which I thought was a really nice touch. That is good. That is good. Um, all right, let, let, let's move away from, from the ride. Um, I mean, a lot's been said about the merchandise. Again, it's something that we've we've touched on when they've released bits and pieces out there. So um, I did see somebody had bought one of the, um, the uh, Coke bottles. Yeah. The, the little detonators. Um, yeah. which when someone's got one in their hand and they unscrew the top, it looks exactly as you expect it to. Yeah. Still a lot of fun, don't <laughs> get me wrong, but it, it is uh, a bottle of Coke that's just shaped differently uh, yeah. into a thermal detonator. <laughs> but there you go. Um, blue milk, green milk. No one has so far that I've seen figured out what the flavour actually is. No, and I also saw someone do a mix. Oh, had both in one, like mm. in because because of the thickness of them, they kind of sit in layers. Right. Okay. So you can do one bit at the bottom of blue, then green, then blue, then green, and it actually looked all right. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I suppose, but I had one before I turned vegan. Uh, <laughs> unless they're well, vegan it's already, it's de- California, so. Yeah, well, it's not it's not dairy. Oh well, there you go then. So you should be okay. I will be yeah, okay. Yeah, they said there was no way they could do that in the heat of of both parks. That well, it could actually be dairy. So well, I suppose or California, to be honest. Yeah. Because uh, you know that's that's vegan center, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So oh, okay, that's 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 good. I mean, still expensive. They're what eight dollars. Yeah. For milk. Um. So just slightly more than the. Than a bottle of beer, but you're gonna you're gonna buy it, aren't you? That's that's the whole, you know. Yeah. That's that's why they're doing these things because us mugs are gonna like pay the money for them. Uh, I mean, even yeah. um, yesterday, 
I said before we went on air, um, my daughter went to the making of Harry Potter at uh, Leavesden Studios, which is the the Harry Potter tour that we have in the UK. And she bought uh, home a chocolate frog. I know one of your favourites. And uh, it was either £8 or £8.99. I can't remember. And my mother-in-law was saying, oh, you know, I was was surprised at how expensive it was for a bit of chocolate. I said, yeah. I said, and I remember the first time that we went to the Wisdom World and we come back with chocolate frogs and pumpkin juice and, and all that stuff. And it was about the same price then, but it's in dollars and you're on holiday. So you yeah. almost ignore the fact that you're paying a stupid amount of money for a bit of chocolate. Yeah. Because you're just there. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I suppose. I don't, I didn't see actually, no one, uh, I, I've seen us mentioned how much the Cokes were in the bottles. No, I've not seen that either. Um, I would imagine probably five, six dollars. Yeah, that's that was that was my guess as well. Yeah, they look a bit smaller. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's there's an awful lot of merchandise. I saw a video of the the Droid Factory. Yes, which is like Yo Sushi for building a, a little <laughs> droid. Now, did it remind you of the thing that used to be in the window at Destro? Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here and I was going, is that where it went? Yeah. Have they moved, have they moved it into Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not sure if I ever saw it working in D Street. I, I mean, it was definitely there. I definitely remember seeing yeah. it in the window, but I'm not sure if I remember seeing it working. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't that dissimilar, was it, actually? No. Um, and I mean, they're quite fun. You know, you, yeah. can, you can pick from a few different types of droids. So there's obviously... One that's like R2D2, one that's like BBA, um, a few new like new designs and stuff like that, and you basically just just pick the parts and you connect them together. You, um, I think there's a special screwdriver you use to to put them together, yep. and then they activate it, and then and then it works. Yeah, you've got a little so remote, uh, remote control droid. Yeah, so there's two separate prices. Um, so for ninety nine you get the droid itself um but it won't interact with anything right in in that state for another 15 dollars, they will put a personality chip in it and it will therefore react with other droids in the land i mean that seems a little bit odd no yeah just, well just sell it just sell it at one price especially if you're talking about 15 dollars. yeah it's not a lot of money is it no, that's that's odd. I mean, they, they obviously do the ones at, at Wisdom World, which interact, but that's it. You you just buy one of those. Yeah, but I suppose they say it the same way that if you buy a non-interactive wand. Yeah, I suppose it's not much different. But a different, they're completely the different prices. ones, aren't they? <laughs> they are completely yeah. different. That, you know, it's not. You know, this is the same thing. It's just that they can put a little yeah. chip in this. Those ones are different to the ones that you would buy from Ollivanders. Yeah, because they have to be. So that's a bit cheeky, but fair enough. Now, my worry with those droids, because as I understand it, the idea is that you can almost let them loose like a dog. Well, I think that was the original plan. 
Uh, I now believe it's in the park rules that you cannot put them down while you're in the land. Well, I mean, that's good. Uh, yeah, you have to carry them with you rather than rather than drive them. I did see there was like a baby sling for them. Yeah, yeah. They've definitely gone all in on accessories for things as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is the company that famously built us the Banshee stand. Yeah, so, and and we'll go into that a little bit more in a minute. Yeah, um, but because that, that was my fear was, I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, that's exactly what you want is yeah. like droids running around your feet because that's Star Wars. But from a health and safety point of view, that just sounds yeah. like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, I also believe they actually put droid tracks in. Okay. That were originally meant for that exact purpose, um, and then we're told they couldn't use them. <laughs> so uh, it seemed like the plan was originally that they they were going to let you do that, but now they're not. I'm glad. I said I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad. It's a double edged sword, but it would just yeah. seem like a nightmare, especially because people are going to have buggies and. Um, yeah. ACVs and stuff, and yeah, you're, you're just asking to get something you just paid a lot of money for destroyed very quickly. So it yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. Um, so yeah. So I mean, the other thing uh, I've seen, I didn't know this was a thing in itself, but there's a creature stall, which yes. I think is where you can buy a lot of these things. Now we've seen again some of these things before the, the land had opened, and uh, some of these are essentially hand puppets yeah that you can same control. as the benches yeah yeah um but there's also in the in the same way that pandora is famous for the uh the banshee that sat on your shoulder they've got uh, i don't know i think the the species is kowakian monkey lizards yes but isn't it just like sacrilegious crumb or yeah scru- or- they, they've even said it are they really? <laughs> yeah, in some of the press materials, they said you will know him. Yeah, as that name, but this is the the species' full name. We, I mean, I suppose they have to do that because obviously he's a, a particular character and he's a certain color and everything like that. So, similar to the banshees, these come in a few different varieties. Yeah, but the the, yeah. the principles are the same that they can sit on your shoulder and you've got a hand controller and you can animate them and stuff like that are they actually interactive without you controlling them or is it purely your control I, I believe it's just your control though saying that they have got a couple of others that i believe are interactive in similar ways to the droids okay um, one that i never thought i would say that i was tempted to buy and i said to you guys in our, our group chat i'm actually tempted to buy a pork now what's your problem with a pork man they don't taste very nice. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, I mean, I, th- I think they are quite cute. But yeah, that that those puppet ones do look particularly cute. I, I was disappointed, like when the when the last one I came out and all the merchandise is I saw a few different toy porks that were interactive or uh, were animated when you like you know, pressed the button or anything like that, and none of them looked as cute as they did in the film. Yeah, these puppets are quite cute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That I, I'm undecided what 
I'm going to purchase at the moment. Um, I need to see more. Yeah. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Um, There's just a lot, isn't there, in this this land? Yeah. Uh, a lot of different buildings. Have you seen much of the uh, the cantina yet? Not loads, because a lot of the videos they weren't allowed in. Interesting. Because they're only they're only allowing a certain amount of people in at a time. It's it's kind of on a similar similar way to Trader Sam's. Right. They they have only got enough room for a certain amount of people, and and that's all they're letting in. And a lot of the time, because of the amount of people in there, they're not. They're not letting film in. Um, they tend to have given out kind of video clips of, of stuff that they filmed beforehand for people to use. Okay. But I'm sure there'll be more over the coming days regarding that. I did see some of the drinks, mm-hmm. um, which look completely outrageous. One looked like it had got like a donut on the top of it. Okay. But it was an alcoholic drink. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I, I've seen, um, I'm, I'm looking at now a couple of images that um, someone has taken within the cantina of of things in it. So not the cantina itself, but like the, the, the drink dispensers and um, like two of the handles. One of them is a Ewok spear. And the other one is a lightsaber handle. Yeah. Just very small versions of, but yeah. just just quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to having a drink in there if we can get in. That, that's the problem with making it as small as they have. As yeah. Well. And what's the... Um, the the lightsaber is in Savvy's workshop. Think. Yes, and so this this is very similar to Ollivander's, right? Uh, in that you you go in in small groups. Um, there's kind of like a show before you go in outside in the land. In fact, there's like a little courtyard outside the the workshop. Um, that he he takes like twenty of you or however many it is. I'm not sure. Might even be less than that. Um, for this having seen how they they do the, the actual process. It's, uh, it's probably less than that. Hang on, I can tell you, just look at this now, uh, 14 people. There we go. Yeah, I knew it was. It knew it had to be a small number. Um, yeah, so it's... Having watched the process. Yeah, and it's going to set you back, um, prepare, already put your jaws on the floor, people. It's going to cost you $200 to get in to do this. Yes. Yeah. Now, the person um, that did so it... So, obviously... Go on. I'd just say, and obviously, that, that's not just for you to be able to get into the show. It's, it is for the lightsaber itself as well. Yes. Um, you do take the lightsaber away with you. Yeah, and these are... I mean, they're not... You know, some of the... I mean, there's some very expensive lightsabers that people make. In, yeah. in the fandom and stuff like that. Um, they're not quite up to that. They, From what I've seen of them, they look a little bit more like an expensive version of the Force FX yes. stuff they used to do. 
Because do, do you yeah. remember when that? Because that never used to be Hasbro, did it? That used to be a separate company. Yeah, no, that was a separate company because I actually had one. Right. Um, I had a Mace Windu one. Right. Um, wow. Before I got Best married. Um, yeah, and I only paid. I think I got a deal. I was at an event and it was the last day, and they were trying to get rid of their stock before they travelled home, and I think I paid eighty pound for it. Yeah, because um, I remember them being over a hundred quids. Yeah, but I um, was very lucky. And then when I moved here, I kind of decided because we were moving into my my in laws' house when I first moved um, in with my wife. My wife, my wife. Um, I sold it, um, and I think I made like forty or fifty pound on it. Nice. Um, because it obviously the the Mace Window one was quite rare. Um, so yeah, it definitely wasn't Hasbro at that point. Because you can buy them now, but they're not, I mean, they're not the same quality. And I mean, they're a step above the no. basic ones that they do, but they're not as grand as, as the old Force FX ones from like the no. early noughties or whatever it was. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they do they do look good. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But it's still a lot of money to throw down. But again, I think if you're, if you're a diehard fan, you're probably going to find yeah. the money to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is similar to Ollivander's. It's, it's a, it's an actual kind of show as well. Yeah. And you get to make choices and depending on your choices, yeah. you get certain things. So it's, you, you, you know, there's, there's bits you get with the lightsaber as well. It's not just a lightsaber. Yeah. You get different crystals and, and, and things like that. So you can kind of yeah, customize we- it and, yeah, and that's something really new. They've they've never done that where you get to, to choose your Kyber crystal. Um, I believe there's four or five colours. Um, the ones you'd expect: blue, green, red. Um, there's definitely a. They're not calling it purple anymore. They're calling it mauve. Um, and I'm sure there's one other color as well an unusual one it might even possibly just be yellow i was gonna say um, i was trying to think of what other lightsaber colors i've seen and and they're the most obvious ones yeah um i mean i mean samuel jackson am i not right in thinking that he as part of his contract demanded a purple lightsaber yeah i believe the contract stated that he could choose whatever color he wanted yeah but yeah, I mean, um, we, and that was what he went with the original trilogy. It was blue, green, and red. That was it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm there. I'm there with new colours. I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. And I wonder whether they might expand that. They may well do. Uh, well, I, I think they will over time, generally. But let's be honest. There's new films coming, new you know new sagas that are going to be built um, around the franchise, yeah. new TV series. Um, all of that stuff needs merchandise to shift. Yeah. So it's a foregone conclusion we're going to get more than more than that. But, yeah. Um, I'll take a pink one. Yep. Yeah. I'll take a pink one. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I'll take whatever color they want to give me. <laughs> to be fair, um, I I have to say I probably won't buy one this year. No. Um, but I am back next year as well. Um, so there may well be one coming home with me next year. 
but it's it's not just this as well that the blade actually does come off the lightsaber you can take the blade off mm-hmm. um and you can actually carry it you can buy like the loops for your belt so you can hang the the hilt on that they're also selling covers um so you can wear them kind of across yourself like kind of like ray does um with her staff right um so they're selling them like that as well um so there's lots of little accessories for the lightsabers as well which is more money to spend of course it is <laughs> so it's all an upcharge yeah so was there was there anything else that you wanted to talk about you thought was worth talking about at this moment or um i suppose we better talk about the food as well yeah we, of course we touched on the on the drink but we've not um touched on the food so the the bit that i saw i saw the the barbecue area yep. that they're doing with the the rancor meat <laughs> um rancor sausage i believe it is um yeah. and it actually looked the stuff looked really good um i'm a sucker for a barbecue anyway um but i know there's there's also some some vegetarian stuff for for you nick yep <laughs> a few bits well not just for me just for you there's, there, there are more just than one you. there are more than one vegetarian uh, especially in California, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's good. So, not seen much else food-wise. I know there's there's another area that that hasn't really been shown yet, um, and a lot of the the stuff that I've I've watched. I'm sure there'll be more stuff that that pops up over the next few weeks before the next show, when we can we can talk about it then. But yeah, um, the barbecue area looks really good um certainly a an option if we do make it in in september i mean it, it sounds like you know, just just looking at everything now especially with only there being two attractions there's going to be an awful lot of stuff for you to to have to pay for um to yeah. get the most of your experience which in Craig's words, could turn it into uh, a Star Wars shopping center in a lot of ways. Um, And I get that. But I I, I still... I'm still really looking forward to it. Even even with that, knowing (laughs) that there's going to be all these things you're going to have to like pay out extra money for. Um, And I say that, I imagine you'll be able to get stuff if you're on a Disney dining plan. So it's... It's only merchandise and yep. lightsaber experiences, and you know that's going to be for a lot of people. It won't be for everyone, so um, yep. yeah. But I mean, it's it, it, it's I can't wait. I, I really can't. I'm I was excited for it, but having started to see the footage coming out of it, I am now even more excited. Um, even with the so far kind of lackluster reviews of Smuggler's Run. Yeah, and I, and I think that is the, the downside with the other ride not being ready. Um, people are looking at this as a state-of-the-art attraction when quite clearly that's not what they wanted to sell the land on. Um, this ride was always going to be the second-tier ride. Um, it's just a shame the other one isn't isn't there to to kind of 
use Smuggler's Run as a supplement as such. I mean, it looks like the ride itself, you know, we talked about it in the last episode, the ride is what it is, which is some kind of mishmash of style tours and... Um, oh, God, what's the ride called? Mission Space. Yeah. You know, what we thought it was going to be is what it is. There's six yeah. six uh, seats for uh, three different jobs that those people in those seats have to do, and yeah. you will press buttons or move joysticks depending on, on what your position is on it. And, and that's it. Yeah. For me, I think the difference between, you know, just calling it a poor man's mission space like that is the fact that it's on the Millennium Falcon. And that's really what it's being sold on. It's that whole experience of yeah, you really? get onto it, you're in it, you're then driving it. Yeah, and it does seem to be a bit more interactive. If you do make mistakes, then you are going to fuck it up. There are consequences. Yeah. Does, yeah, it does crash if you get it wrong. And I think once the land is, is fully operational, then it's it's going to be a more interactive experience throughout the whole land than it is at the moment. I, I know the, the Play app is, is working now. Um, there's interactive ports where you put your phone up against things and depending on what side you're on, it does things. Um, and that's another great side. So that in turn affects your experience with the rides. And, and then once you've been on those rides, that affects your experience once you're out of them again. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works once the, the land is up and running completely and, and working properly rather than just being these, these bits and bobs for two, three hours at a time. And, um, I don't think you can have, have that full experience until you're allowed to stay in that land for more than those few hours. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, the thing is, if we compare it to the other lands that they built recently in, in Pandora, um, that has its main attraction, which is Flight of Passage. And then it has the Navi boat ride. Yeah. Navi River. Um, and, you know, one is clearly an e-ticket attraction. Yeah. And one is clearly a C, a B, you know, it, it's yeah. it's not supposed to be as grand. So that's what we've got here. We know that Rise of the Resistance is going to be an e-ticket attraction. Yeah. We know that. Um, and by the sound of it, it could possibly be three in one. We don't know. So, that's that's the thing. No. Um, I mean, honestly, man, having done it, all they had to do was stick in the void in that place. That's all yeah. they would have had to have done uh, to entertain yeah. people because that is such an incredible experience. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, you know, I suppose they probably couldn't get away with doing two e-ticket attractions there. Um, no. But that that's once as you say once it's all finished, once it's all opened, once you don't have to be in there for only three hours, it's going to become an even more incredible experience than it's already looking right now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and and I, I can't thank the to be fair from what I've seen, I can't thank the cast members enough for for what they're doing with with the interaction with everybody that I've seen so far. So they seem to have really got, got into it. I mean, the job really is to 
give something to Star Wars fans, which is, you know, kind of almost beyond your wildish expectations and giving you the opportunity yeah. to, you know, feel that you're part of the Star Wars universe that you've been watching for the last 40 odd years. And I suppose another way, it's a way of bringing those people in that, you know, have have had no interest in Star Wars or just never fancied it, going and experience this new, this whole new experience and, you know, bringing them into this, this world as well. And, you know, expanding the fan base even more than it has already. Yeah, so, and I can I can say straight off the bat, I've I've got a couple of friends that are heading to to California later on in the year. Um, one of them's a massive Star Wars fan, and his his wife isn't. And she said she's been watching the stuff that he's been watching, and she can't wait. So that that tells you straight there that it's already starting to attract those people that might not have been before. Yeah, I mean we've been apprehensive at times. We've said you know with the the films kind of being in a bit of a decline in terms of their, their box office uh, numbers, especially after Solo. You know, was this the wrong time to, to launch it? Have they read it wrong? Have they, you know, kind of gone after the horse, the horse has bolted? Or, you know, is this going to be as as big a success as they expect it to be? Um, having now seen what they've done, um, we shouldn't have doubted them. No, we, we really shouldn't. We should learn um, our lessons, shouldn't we, really? Uh, yeah, to be fair, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love what Disney do. And and we should know that most of the time they will not cause us heartbreak. And and they quite clearly haven't this time. I mean, look, they've, they've done a double whammy this month for me because Aladdin was a far better film than it had any right to be or that you believed it was going to be based on the previews and has been doing really well at the box office. Sorry, Chris Ripley. Um, and, um, and, and now, and now this, which is just, just phenomenal. I mean, again, we've not been there yet. Um, we've only seen drone footage, but well, and, and, and other footage of, of course as well, but it yeah. just looks incredible. Yeah, really does, and and I can't wait to see more of it. Uh, is there anything else before we wrap up? No, honestly, the only thing I'd like to say is the the main footage that I've been watching is is a channel called Fresh Bait that I I watch on a regular basis. Uh, David and Liz and Ian over at Fresh Bait. Um, David was there for the for the press evening. Um, and did a fantastic job. He did a live stream. He was he live streamed for the first hour and a half. Wow. Um, of the the press opening last night, and and then did another half an hour after the the opening. Um, and just did a great job. Though I would like to point out, he was told that Brie Larson was standing right in front of him, and kept saying, "No, she's not there. She's not there." She literally walked straight in front of him, and he had no idea. <laughs> Which we which was fantastic, and literally I was sitting there watching it, and I knew he was meant to have seen her and and not realised. And I literally within thirty seconds of her being on screen, I went, "Look, it's Brie Larson." <laughs> and then he spent five minutes saying, "No, she's not here. What are you talking about?" And he's literally walking past her, and it was just brilliant and, oh. and fantastic. But go and check out their videos. Their videos are great. Um, 
lovely guys as well, uh, guys and gals. Yeah, David and, and Liz are married and are, are due to have a baby in the in the next few months. So um, go and check their videos out because they are they are really great. If you if you want to see more of Disneyland and and certainly of Galaxy's Edge. Wow. When you give them such a plug there, I don't know whether to charge them $150 of the privilege <laughs> or just in, or ask if they want to come on the show, to be quite <laughs> quite honest. I'm a little bit confused. But um, no, that's good. I think I think it's always good to, um, you know, if, if you if anyone sees a particular vlog or blog that um, is doing really well to shout it out, because let's be honest, I mean, we are uh, one podcast in a sea of literally hundreds, if not thousands and um you know it's very hard to to get noticed in that and it's the same with disney vloggers i mean they are literally 10 a penny so um to find one that's that's good and um you know may not be quite up to the levels of some of the others in terms of um notoriety is is good to shout them out so no thank you for that and um yeah as p-dub said check them out if you want to see some excellent footage from this if we haven't yeah. sold it enough to you in this in this short episode i mean i say short episodes almost an hour but that for us is short um yeah. then uh yeah that's a good place to go yeah definitely excellent well thank you very much for joining me p-dubs i no just could not wait another 10 days to discuss this and um yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's good that we've just been able to get a, an episode out quick, fast. Um, yeah. So we could at least, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad neither of us cried. Uh, that's a bonus. No, um, we're saving that until September. <laughs> and you, I'm sure you'll all see and hear it as well. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure we'll be recording and filming when we're, we're out there. I mean, roll on next week because that's when Halloween Horror Night tickets are supposed to go on sale. And once they've gone on sale, then we can start thinking about Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah. But it's going to be. I think it's going to be very hard to not go when we're there. <laughs> I yeah, think, I think it's yeah, going to yeah, we're yeah, we've kind of gone. Do you know what? We can't go all the way out there when it's only been open for a month and not go. Yeah, I, I think I think so. It might have to happen about that. But anyway, that's enough about that for now. Let's let's uh, yeah. we'll reveal more in the future on that. But uh, P Dubs, yeah. thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading. Uh, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe share um not the singer and we will see you for another disaster dark very soon we have one more thing before we go we do uh, we we have to dedicate this episode to ryan and his good lady soon to be wife how do we have to uh, tomorrow i mean that guy gets well, on everything craig's nowadays asked, craig's asked us to so i suppose we better haven't we well i mean let's be honest i mean if there's anything somebody's going to do just before they make the biggest uh, decision stroke regret of their life. It's listen to this podcast before they walk down exactly. the aisle. Exactly, it should be listen to this be- before he goes to the church tomorrow. This can be his Dutch courage, I'll let him know. Um, yeah. But no, absolutely. Um, you know, Ryan's only been with us a short time. He's been friends with us for, for quite a bit longer. And um, he could be your friend next week when you actually meet him in real life. But um, yeah. It's uh, it's a it's a big step, and uh, good luck to the both of you. Yep. Good luck, Ryan. Right now, I'm definitely going to wrap up this episode, so we will see you with another disaster dark very soon. 
Cheerio. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough. He's the one, two, This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.